Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a talk about bounty versus activity XP gains in the game right now. It's been a hot topic about how we're leveling. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at saynotorage.com. Uh, you can always come in and be part of these conversations. If you're watching on YouTube, hit like, subscribe, and hitting that little bell button is a great way to help me out. So, We've been discussing this quite a bit this morning, actually. I'm going to add some things from the conversation to this talk that we were talking about because the bounty earn rate right now, especially during the dawning, what you can get with respect to XP is really, really high. And then they added even more bounties, right? You know, Saint-14 shows up, he's got his dailies, you've got the weeklies from the obelisk, and then you have Ava's giving you double XP. So I've already hit 104 or something on my season pass. I'm almost at a plus 15 on the artifact. So the leveling has sped up quite a bit. And I actually don't think this is a, this is a huge, huge problem. I think this is a much better conversation to be having. If you rewind the clock one year, the conversation we were having post Forsaken and post Black Armory launch, we were having a much different conversation about leveling. It was a lot more frustrating. A lot more people were quitting because leveling was bad. Now people are leveling up a little bit faster than maybe they they, they think they should because they're playing a lot. And they're like, oh, I'm kind of done with the season pass already. That's a much better problem to have. So I really want people to realize we have come a long way with leveling. We're not complaining about bad RNG on milestones. We're not getting irritated with infusion costs. It's it's We're in a much better place, I would say. And the player base numbers for PvE specifically are a lot healthier now than they were back then. Black Armory, Drifter, and Opulence all had pretty sharp drop-offs after just one week. I think people came back. They saw the leveling. They were like, this is too great of a pain point. I don't want to mess with this. I'm out. And now they're actually playing for a couple of weeks and then kind of being like, oh, I'm kind of running out of stuff to do. But I think there's still stuff left to do on the calendar to keep you coming back, whether it's an exotic quest, Legend Sundial, and things like that. But I do think the system needs tweaked a little bit. It is a little too heavily slanted toward bounties, and bounties themselves are structured in a way that's slightly problematic. We talked about that in another video as well. So I, I want to start by talking about bounties, then I want to talk about activities, then I want to talk about how leveling is now. So first, I do think at a ground level, bounties need a quality of life pass. They need some quality of life love. They need to be a little bit more natural in the play flow. If you're grabbing bounties, maybe like the obelisk ones or the strike ones or whatever, they should be a little bit more natural. They, they are a little bit somewhat disruptive in the play flow. And they should be geared and wired in a way that it's not disruptive to be with a fire team. It's very, very slow uh, or, or slowing to your process on bounties to be playing with people. That's a quality of life pass that needs to happen. I've been preaching that for a while, so you've heard me say that. A great qualitative ad for the daily and weekly grind. I, I, I really do think they, they're, they're a great ad. It's a really, really good value add to the game. If you're playing daily and weekly, the qualitative you know, and quantitative ad is there, but the quality does need, I think, tuned a little bit so it's not so you know, short-circuiting to playing with people or, you know, short-circuiting to natural play flow. We're looking for lost sectors in places where there's lots of enemies as opposed to just playing the game. I don't want to take away from the XP grind of bounties. I don't want to do that because this is what ends up happening in Destiny. There are people that are like, oh, it's too generous or I don't want to do bounties and they want it to go away. And then there's people on the other side of the fence that are like, I love this. I love grabbing bounties and getting them all done and getting progress on my artifact or my season pass. More casual players, they might think it's great. So whether you're casual, hardcore, or whatever, you have to remember, just because you don't like a system or you're not engaging with the system or you think the system is too slanted, we don't want to jettison the system and be like, we'll get it out of the game because there are people that are probably enjoying that. I've tried to take a similar mindset with Gambit. I think Gambit should have never been added to the game, but there's tons of people who like it, so I can't ask for that to be removed. I can ask for it to be tweaked, maybe, but or just, I don't play it, you know? So... I want to say, though, repeatable bounties. I'm probably going to need to do a separate video on repeatable bounties. I think they're in their own their own weird place. I think, as we said today, they should have depreciating returns of XP. Your first five of the day should give you normal XP. If you go back to Ava or whoever and grab five more, they should give like 75%, then 50%, then 25%, and then they should just stay at 25 for the rest of the day. Continuing to be able to grab repeatables for forever does seem a little extreme, um, 
that might be too harsh. People might go to the comments and be like, oh, the repeatables are so great for me. I'm a more casual player. It's been a great value add. We need to be careful we don't legislate to the hardcore players that are able to grab bounties for forever because you have so much glimmer and so many resources. It doesn't bother you to buy them. Other people might not really run into that. And maybe for a night, they're like, you know, I could slam through some repeatables tonight. So I don't want to really take away from that system. Maybe tweak it, maybe tone it down a little bit. But by and large, I want to focus on activities next. I really think we need to see a scale in the game of activity XP payout. So at the bottom of the barrel, you would have patrols and then lost sectors and then pub events and then adventures. That'd be like your bottom rung scale. You get the smallest amount of XP for patrols, a little bit more for lost sectors, a little bit more for a pub event, a little bit more for a heroic pub event, and then a little bit more for adventures. And then you get the strikes, right? And then what they could do with strikes is they could bring back the idea that you get an XP bonus if you stay in the playlist. They need to be careful with that, though, because a lot of us are getting DC'd and weird things are happening. So as long as I don't go do another activity and I just go from strike to strike to strike, I should be able to retain that streak bonus to get more XP. And the goal here would be that if you spend two hours in a lost sector running back and forth and I spend two hours in the strike playlist I should probably be netting more XP than you I don't think it's it, it makes sense to go into a system that seems like it needs tweaked and tweak it in a way where you create more problems where I'm just going to run a Trossland lost sector all day one of the reasons I think they need to look at this is if I'm doing bounties and I'm not making quick progress on them and I'm in the strike playlist it's not a big deal if in the back of my mind I know, well, a couple more strikes will give me some more XP. That's you know generally what I'm going for. Or right now they give you the dawning essence. There's like an undergirding you know in- incentive to stay in there even if you're slow on your, your bounties. However, I do think though if bounties were tweaked a little bit better so I wasn't having my progress on them slowed because I'm playing with my friends, then it w- there wouldn't be this weird conflict of like I'm just going to leave or I'm going to go play by myself or go use a nightfall or I'm going to go into a lost sector by myself. If if bounties get the quality of life that they deserve, I think some of this wouldn't even be necessary. You would just naturally go into strikes and activities and be like, I'm getting XP from the bounties as well as from the activity. I don't have to feel like that. So like Crucible, for example, you could grab your weeklies and your dailies and just go grind Crucible and you wouldn't be like hyper-focused on, I got to get these bounties done so I can go grab some more. You'd be like, no, it's fine. I'm getting good XP from the games too. I, I just, you know, I'll just keep playing and if it takes me seven games to complete the bounties it's fine that's more xp that's more earn rate you know crucible needs a giant quality pass anyway shacks needs a whole new overhaul so you have daily weekly reasons to grind like crucible's hurting right now but at the very least that would be a reason to stay in there at least in those early weeks when you're grinding for xp so lastly let's talk about leveling now As I said at the beginning of this video, I'm really glad that this is the conversation we're having. This is a much better conversation to be having about, like, could we tweak activity XP payout? You know, bounties seem a little bit too lucrative. Could we kind of balance this a little bit? I am so thrilled to be having this conversation as opposed to what we were talking about 12 months ago, which was leveling sucks. RNG on milestone drops is a pain in the frickin' rear end. People are stopping playing because infusing costs are too high. You know, getting bad drops a couple weeks in a row is demoralizing moralizing you can't level up the the leveling back then was horrible i mean it was so bad we're in such a better state now and with the trickle of content something people need to remember if you blitzed Abel Levante and dailies and lost sectors to get leveled up really really quickly and you're at level 100 on the season pass and you're at close to plus 20 on the artifact you have to remember that you're you're a minority and you have to take what you did and scale that out and say how's that going to be paced for a casual player it took you two to three weeks it's going to take them four to six weeks so that's good pacing right if it scales down to the casuals they love the game as much as you they're paying they, they love to play you would then be pivoting to things of a more hardcore persuasion hitting 92 on the season pass means you can get extra you know perks on the sundial drops maybe you start grinding sundial maybe you wait for legend sundial because you want to see what they're going to do with it maybe you're grinding uh Maybe you're grinding for better armor rolls or something. They need to fix that too. I have a video about that. Like pursuing good armor stat rolls really isn't a loop pursuit in the game. That could be another lane for the hardcore player. 
I do think hardcores could get a little bit more love if the NPCs had a rank and seasonal pursuits, like when we went to level 100 on Zavala for the ship. Similar to that idea, make it look like the obelisks. I do think that would help, but you do have to remember, when you're playing that level of engagement, you're playing a disproportionate amount. A lot of the times, you're also playing in a way where the turnover of XP is exaggerated, because you're playing for 8 hours, and in that 8 hour period, you're just running lost sectors. You're just going to areas where you're completing bounty absurdly fast so you're kind of hitting it from both ends you're playing a lot and you find maximum efficiency for the grinds so you're not representative of the player base at large and you've got to remember that sometimes you're going to hit those saturation levels where just take a break and come back when they launch something new whether it's an exotic quest or legend difficulty for sundial or something i think we're in a good place where you can say yeah i'll take a break for a week or two and come back and then there'll be new stuff going on there'll be a new boss a new difficulty spectrum a, a new quest and you know a new exotic to chase you know we've got the Empyrean Foundation as well we've got the, you know, the there's two exotic quests on the horizon and then there's Crimson Days I think that's a pretty good place to be as a player as opposed to what we used to have where you'd play for two or three weeks and then you'd have a huge drought, now you're playing for two or three weeks and there's not this huge drought, there's maybe a week or two where you wait for some new things to come into the game and new things to chase, XP leveling is far better, Bungie just needs to tweak this system so it doesn't feel so slanted toward bounties and lost sector farming and I think we're on our way to being in a much better place for leveling to feel accessible and and a good entry point for virtually all players and hardcores just need to start pivoting to things like loot pursuit and god roll chasing uh, and armor stat roll min maxing as always we're going to go to question and answer next if you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify or watching on YouTube you can always catch me live at saynotorage.com as always please like, share and subscribe Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the question and answer session that followed my talk about bounty versus activity XP. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at saynotorage.com. That'll bring you right to my Twitch channel. If you're watching on YouTube, hit and like, subscribe, and the little bell button does help me out. And we've been trying to make these a little bit shorter. They were getting a little long there. We've been trying to keep them uh, 45 to an hour or a little less. Bertov with the first question. Do you think PvP would benefit from just going back to the bounty system we had in PvP? Huh? Example, you'd go to Shacks for the day and get a hand cannon kills bounty, and once completed, you'd get a random hand cannon, and RNG would be the only way you got the hand cannon you wanted with the roll that you want. Right. I I just continue to say, I'm gonna I'm gonna glide over questions like this because I've really got this fleshed out in another video. You take the obelisk system and you put that in Shacks. You got weapon frames for the season, so you can grind with intentionality for a particular weapon and a particular roll. You have seasonal rank benefits for hitting certain levels with Shacks, and then you can have some really really cool rewards at the at the bottom highest rank level just take a couple things out of the eververse there's too many things in there anyway i know i defend the eververse but there's just way too much in there quantitatively we could grab a couple things out of the eververse to help the npcs that's what i would do that gives you daily weekly seasonal ritual with shacks without a lot of work i mean that's not much that's just an internal ranking system with him with some benefits if you get really really high and then some rewards if you get really really high on his rank and then weapon frames are already in the game just give some to shacks and zavala then you can grind strike playlist with intentionality and then you can grind crucible with intentionality you don't feel like there's nothing for you smoky gaming in mtash video he says that since he has all the best weapons there's no reason to grind for other weapons do you feel like this has to do with having every gun in the game available well mtash does something that is that is an unfair representation of content and what he does is is he plays a ridiculous amount when content drops and he gets god rolls so he can make his videos okay and then he's like oh, I'm done we don't have enough guns or there's not enough to do I I don't think that's a, an appropriate conclusion to come to because you're playing in an unnatural way he did the same thing in Borderlands I mean he just played like an insane person and got all these exotic legendaries and was doing all these tests and stuff um, now the spirit of what he's saying is true I've said this before, right? The spirit of what he's saying is true. Mtash is right to a certain degree. If you have a god roll hand cannon, do you need another? If you have a god roll shotgun, do you need another? Also consider he's a PvP guy. So a lot of what he's talking about is related to PvP. I can run non-meta stuff in PvE and still have a good time and still be efficient. I can run a Warden's Law. That doesn't matter to me. I can run a Old Fashioned. I can run a Blast Furnace, right? 
I can feel I can feel almost as efficient with all these guns. There's marginal differences between my my efficiency with my primary if I switch between those guns. For secondary, I can run the Zealot's Reward Rapid Hit Fusion Rifle and a, or a shotgun or the Martyr's Retribution. And I'm not going to feel this great sense of detriment to my me playing. You can't do that in PvP. It's really difficult to run, to run, you know, poorly rolled or less efficient guns in Crucible. It just is like it's just how it's always going to be. So sometimes I worry that people look at this in a way where it's like, well, I mean, yeah, that's true. But then when they're like, well, we need new perks. What new perks are you going to add to guns to make them better or more efficient in the Crucible? Like, how fast do you need to kill people? Do you hear what I'm saying? Like, the logic breaks down. It's like, okay, you got a god roll hand cannon, and it can really, really, it can really get some good three taps going in the Crucible, good range, great perks. What are they going to add to outshine it? What, something that can two tap? Well, what do you, now you got power creep. Like, this is the problem with the Crucible in general is you're always going to have pinnacle performing weapons that do the best job at, the, at certain ranges and in certain environments and the only way you're going to outshine that weapon is with a weapon that's too strong which is what Mountaintop Recluse brought to the game you brought something that was that's just too powerful it's absurd and so that's what that's what power creep is so if you look at PvE though, there's a lot more room for elemental style perks, like blinding perks like on the Wendigo and things that you're never really going to want to take into the Crucible, but are very, very helpful in the right environments in PvP. So, um, I'm, I'm sorry, very, very helpful in the harder environments in PvE. So I don't, I, at the, at, to, you're going to always hit a threshold in PvP where the, 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 you, what are you going to do? You can't just start creating random weapons or new perks or or stronger weapons because these are the weapons that do the best job if you're trying to get in long range fights medium range fights whatever these are the guns that are doing the best jobs and you're either going to be doing what I call a lateral upgrade grinding for a new hand cannon because you think it looks cooler or handles cooler but you're basically grinding for the same perks right it's just one of those things where there's only so much they can do with the weapon system it's kind of always been this way when you go season to season or DLC DLC to DLC a lot of the times you're grinding for guns that are lateral upgrades it's an upgrade that what is the Austringer really that much better than hand cannons you had up to that point and then now same difference like kindled orchid Austringer you know the, the old fashioned like any of these hand cannons like the differences between them is marginal and a lot of the times you're grinding for the same you're grinding for the same roles in PvP especially but in PvE there's always new things you could think about chasing osmosis demolitionist uh, vorpal there's all these new perks now that you could think about using demolitions isn't new but demolitions is taking a little bit more of a forefront presence in the game because you don't feel like you have to run a damage perk so Khan says, as Ikora has no use again, do you think that she could be a vendor for raids that gives you bounties? We need a vendor for raids. I said this in my video yesterday. Yes, that gives you a reason to grind raids more than just for the initial drops. I think it's time for Destiny 2 to have its Age of Triumph moment. I think it's time to bring back Leviathan and all the others, have them rotate weekly, uh, give us a reason to grind, give us a loot incentive, and then give us an NPC that kind of tracks our progress and has bounties and other things as a reason to kind of stay in there uh, week to week. Taylor's Wizzy says, do you think PvP only loot will return to the loot pool possibly? Also, do you think they need to update the general loot pool? General loot pool where they put like the old fashioned and the Hawthorne shotgun and stuff feels a little bit full. I think they should have rotated some stuff out to shrink it a little bit, um, especially a lot of the armor. PvP only loot, I'm fine with. I'm totally fine with it. I would have been totally fine if they had to put like Hawthorne shotgun and the old fashioned and other things in the crucible as a frame. I, you know what I'm saying? I know people would have gotten ticked about that, but what the frick? If you want the sundial weapons, you got to run sundial. There's so many pieces of the game that are like this. If you want the guns, you got to go into the gun. You know that 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 portion of the game. So I would be fine with it. Uh, it would have been annoying that I'd had to run PvP for the old fashioned, but then at least I'd have been going into PvP for a gun that I wanted, not a chance at a gun like when we were when people were like grinding for like IS Luna and stuff. Anime TD with three months of subs, welcome back. That's a blue badge. Thank you. Um, yeah, and we've had PvP-only weapons with Mountaintop Recluse, and then this season people are just ignoring the fact that there's a ritual weapon for Crucible because it's not. It doesn't seem like it's worth chasing. The, the Komodo or whatever it's called. Um, 
Karenik says, Do you see Destiny as the new generation's WoW? Does it have the potential to last that long? The only way they're going to become a new quote-unquote WoW is with a new engine and dedicated servers. This game can't scale to that size. The environments, the size and scope of the environments, the number of players in in environments, the size and scope of missions, quests, um, they would... They need a game that's more agile, so they would need a new engine, and they would need dedicated servers, so they could do bigger uh, things on a grander scale and scope. Mojo. As someone who has been logging 40 plus hours a week since Black Armory, the current landscape of bounty leveling has made me lose interest in the game. Uh, The fact that bounties, especially cookies, are the most efficient way to level is ludicrous. What do we think about diminishing returns of bounties or daily XP cap? We talked about this earlier, saying like, your first five repeatables should give you, ma- you know, the maximum, and then your next five give you like seventy-five percent and, da- and and down the line. I also think there's some of what you're saying um, is is specific to you, though. You don't have to do that. I, like you're asking for diminishing returns. Okay, well then self-impose that. Grab your dailies, weeklies, and repeatables. Do them, and then stop and do something else. You're gonna level up. You're gonna hit, you're gonna hit a hundred if you're doing that on a regular basis. No one's forcing you to grind like crazy, to, you know, to do your repeatables and to deliver cookies and to go hang out in a lost sector. Nobody's making anybody do that. D- your knowledge that it's the most efficient way is funneling you there, but that's I don't think that's something that needs to be course corrected very sharply because you don't have to do that. Listen, as I said in my video, this is a thousand times better than you said you were playing 40 plus hours a week, Black Armory and beyond. The leveling back then was terrible and the player base numbers reflected that. People would come back, there'd be a surge of players for like two to three days and then the second week of the content, they were right back down again. Now, that's not true. We hit a stride where roughly a million to a million and a half players play a day and it kind of stays there. And the reason it stays there is because people don't feel like it's an insurmountable climb where well another bad week of milestone drops i didn't level up you know it's not like that anymore you have agency over your leveling you have agency over your leveling just you don't have to do it i this video we did today though is about some tweaking would be nice and more xp from activities would be nice as well so that you could just do the bounties with your buds you don't feel like you have to funnel into a lost sector and you could be getting a little bit more xp from activities so you don't feel like the need to like always go back to the tower and grab more bounties or you're wasting your time uh timber what do you think about an item smaller to the chalice that opens in your inventory and you could grab repeatables yeah we talked about this this morning um you know, once a day requiring you to go to the tower, grab your dailies and repeatables. And once you do that, you could refresh your repeatables outside of the tower. I think there's something good sort of out like a, a, a ritualistic, like go to the tower, get your stuff. I think that there's a place for that. But repeatables create this idea like you're constantly having to go back to the tower. And for console gamers, that's kind of rough. So I would be totally okay with them doing this saying, you got to come once a day, start your day at the tower, go grab your dailies and your repeatables. And now you're good. You're going to finish your dailies and you can't re-grab those. But when you finish your repeatables, you can grab them again. You can refresh them. Personally, when I saw repeatables, the way I thought it was going to work is it would just stay there, and after you completed it, you would press the button on it to get the reward, and then it would, like, reset itself, like, right there in your inventory. That's what they do with the chalice. When you complete the chalice, it gives the chalice back to you. So they could do that with repeatables. You could click a repeatable, and when you click it, it could complete and then give itself back to you. And then obviously, if you want to delete it, no problem. Abandon it by holding down X. Um, Or what they could do is, they could do a um, abandon for X, A to cash in, or like you could press Y to do a cache and refresh like if you press y it caches it in and refreshes it you'd have to break the habit of maybe the better way to do it would be if you hit a right if you hit a it caches it in and refreshes it but if you hit y it's just a one-time cache in like if you choose to like i don't want to i don't want to do this one anymore and you just hit y on it if not you'd hit a by accident no harm no foul it refreshes itself and then you can just hold down x to delete it 
that would be a pretty nice I think that'd be a pretty nice uh, update for the bounties so Taylor Swizzy what do you think about the idea of having raid masters in destiny for example Eris is the raid master of garden of salvation she sells bounties yeah we've already addressed this NPCs for raids I think would be a huge win you could have bounties for the raids uh, a seasonal rank for running lots of raids and getting stuff like ornaments for the, the guns or shaders or whatever uh, Miller man, how do you feel about a sub the subreddit lately? It seems more toxic this season, and I've seen some people say that they prefer the old expansion DLC as opposed to the season model. Listen, there was a post with over six thousand votes, upvotes that said, "I prefer the old DLC model over the over the new seasonal model. The old model where you would buy DLC and then not have anything for months." Um, I. I, I don't think I've ever seen so many, like, so much evidence of just a lack of intelligence. And I do mean that. I just, that is such an absolutely just brain dead, vacant position that the old DLC model was better. Are, like, are you actually kidding me? Is this some sort of a joke that the Destiny subreddit is playing right now? What in the frick are you thinking? It was terrible. Okay, there is no good evidence of your position. Go back to House of Wolves, Crota, go back to Curse of Osiris, Warmind. Those formats were horrible. And objectively speaking, if you just want to measure, go back and measure what you got in Warmind. What did you get? You got Escalation Protocol and two strikes and a campaign that you couldn't replay. Okay? Now, I want you to pit Escalation Protocol against the sub the Sundial. They're virtually equal in in substance and length, okay? The boss fights were quite a bit different for Escalation Protocol, I'll give you that. But the loot pool for Sundial is bigger than Escalation Protocol, and it's its own activity. It's not ruining the public event. Like, I don't know how you can actually look at the $10 for Season of Dawn and be like, nah, man, let's go back to the DLC model where I bought Warmind for more money than I bought Season of Dawn for. And I, 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 I'm I, done in three weeks and there's nothing to follow it up with. Once I got my guns from the EP, I'm like, there's there, what is there to do? A spire of stars, Raylair. Come on, that was not content for the lion's share of the community, and it wasn't even that fun to run it that much. And because th- what the loot pool and the freaking spire of star, what two guns that neither of which were even worth worth using, right? Because the shotgun came from Eater, didn't it? I don't, dude. I'm telling you. I have no idea why anybody would think that. The content goes away. Who gives a frick? Who was running Escalation Protocol when Forsaken came around? It, come on. If you want to go back to the DLC format, I don't. you're crazy. You're literally crazy. You, you have rose-colored glasses that are not just rose-colored glasses. They're blinding you to the reality. The old way was horrible horrible you spent more money and arguably got less content okay if you spend let's just take the ten dollars for undying and no 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 let's not even do that stop let's take ten dollars for season of dawn and then there's a spring and a summer season that's thirty dollars let's just take that thirty dollars and let's pit that against what we spent for Warmind and osiris you're freaking dreaming if you think that was better. You're dreaming. It was nothing. The content was so thin. And then there's droughts. We get nothing added to the game. No new things at all. Nothing. If if you could take the calendar for Undying and the calendar for the calendar for Season of Dawn, and then there's going to be a calendar for the spring and the summer season. Four calendars of something happening almost every week. If I could show you those four calendars back when we were in the thick of Warmind, there's not a there's not a sane person that would look at that and be like, no, those calendars look terrible. No, I like this. I'm done in like three weeks, and then I can't play the game for months because there's nothing new added to it. <laughs> You're like I said, there's just no way. You're not looking at things accurately. I, I, I can't fathom 6,000 people p- 
pushing the upvote on that freaking horrible, and I mean it, horrible position on the game right now. This game has come so, so far. If you look at the state of the game back then, the player base numbers, the amount of people complaining about being bored and having nothing to do, and the amount of content that we got, I have no idea how you can conclude that this format is worse. I'm, I don't I don't understand. It, it makes no sense to me. It was complained about, ridiculed. We didn't like it. We felt like we weren't getting anything. There was no D there's no DLC back then. There is a shining example of like, yeah, that was so much better. Everybody praises Warmind because Warmind put out like 85 fires. They started to give us actual power, added catalyst, updated some of the subclasses, made us faster. They did all these quality of life updates. So we all look at Warmind as if it was like the savior of Destiny 2, and it wasn't. Forsaken largely saved Destiny 2, not Warmind. I just, I don't know. I think people always, always find a reason to complain, as it's being said in chat. I, I, th- quantitatively, if you just look objectively on paper, objectively on paper, people are like, oh, the drip feeding's getting old? Why? Why is it getting old that you have a reason to log in every week? Why is that bad? That's crazy. That's crazy to me. That's crazy to me. You have a reason to log in, like, every week. And with Warmind and Osiris and House of Wolves, even Rise of Iron... Rise of Iron, you're done after a month. There's no reason to check in. There's nothing happening. I it's crazy. I shoot this down as hotly as I can every time it happens. This game has come so far. This is so more geared and wired and in tune with the daily and weekly players. This idea that we should get everything up front and go back to a DLC format is is just a horrible position you you want to take us back to the stone ages it's a hobbyist game that's not hobbyist style content that's content designed for like a single player game where you get a dlc blitz it for a couple of weeks and then you're done and don't come back that's a horrible way to treat a hobbyist style game it just doesn't i i i I don't understand i just don't i don't understand 6k of 1.5 million players not a chance it's better to go back to that model oh you're saying it's there's not a chance that it's better to go back to that model yeah the player base numbers are so much better right now than they ever were uh dedicated servers that's not a question uh do you think that we will see gallarhorn return to d2 from jd correctly yes uh next year uh, i'm sorry this year in the september dlc i believe they'll use the gallarhorn that's been my theory for a while when we go back to the dreadnought and savathun is finally the main antagonist i believe that is when the gallarhorn will make its return sunfire <clears throat> do you feel like the gun could use a taken king uh reset in terms of light level oh like the guns this is why I've consistently said there's got to be a point where we leave things behind because in, in, in line with MTAS video and some of the input in chat today, we, we, we have things that we can use for forever, for all time that are great and God roll and perfect. So it, it hurts incentive, I think. Our, our, our inventories are bloated with guns right now because there's no reason to discard anything. And Taken King was a really good sort of washing over the game. Melodic Gamer. I love the idea of monthly objectives for the tower NPCs. Do you think it's possible that rewards for completing those objectives could be weapon, armor, ornament, finishers, emotes, other cosmetics? I would say they could be contributions to the larger progress on the season rank that leads to the things that you're talking about while also giving you a reward. Like if you do your daily objective, Zavala could give you, maybe for that day it's a gun or a piece of armor. It shows you. Weekly could be something bigger. Like if you complete your weekly objective, maybe he gives you an entire armor set and then that you just check the rolls on that armor set i think that's fine if it's a if it's a weekly objective and you can only do it once he's just like here's a full vanguard armor set check the rolls you know and then it would also be contributing to a larger rank where you're getting a fit like like i said pull stuff from the eververse you could do ornaments ornaments because if he's got gun frames you could do ornaments for those guns so let's say he had the old-fashioned and hawthorne shotgun well, if you get high enough rank with him for that season and you're grinding for frames for him, obviously, if you want the guns, you would then want the fit, the, the ornaments that he would have. Like, it could be a cool ornament for the old-fashioned if you get to rank, like, 80 with him or something. And then you could also have a ghost, a ship, a shader, 
you know, one item each of those of those vanity items to grind for too. And that would feel like a seasonal checklist. You're like, I got all of the Vanguard's vanity stuff. I got all of the Crucible's vanity stuff. You know, that would give you a sense of accomplishment while also giving you some, you know, dope looking, dope looking stuff. Uh, Shane, do you prefer to focus on XP rather than power level? Personally, my power level has gone up passively without any focus. XP has been the focus. It's a refreshing change. I love it. And I said that both in the video and multiple times today. I'm so much... I'm, I'm pleased that we're having a conversation about tweaking XP gains as opposed to complaining about a terrible leveling system of RNG that we had post-Forsaken. Um, it, was, I, it was awful, and it hurt player numbers. Majin Pebs. My wife wants to start playing with New Light. What should I run her through first? I would just take her through the story. Dude, if you take her through the story, that's fun, man. The vanilla Destiny story into Osiris, into Warmind, into Forsaken. Man, that's a good time. That's good stuff. There's good cutscenes. There's good dialogue. Great character development. The stuff that happens with Cade, Aldrin. Oh, man, it's great. The the Destiny story, the Destiny 2 story taken in a binge, like a binge playthrough, is actually really, really good. I'm serious. It's great. Gaul, the cutscenes with Gaul, I loved all of it. I thought it was all so well done. I don't know. I wouldn't bypass that. I really wouldn't. She's she's going to have a greater appreciation for the game and the characters and stuff that happens if she understands who's who, you know? I think it also helps with that. Uh, Ravenous Poro. Sometimes... Uh, oh, sorry, sorry. Something I've always wanted to see Destiny 1 is for ships to be more than just cosmetic. PvP ship battles. Nope. No. No, 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 no. I don't even care that, you know that glad wants this i don't care who wants this ship battles and sparrow racing have no place in this game that's wasted bandwidth that has this game is five years old it's well it's well outside the identity of the game that would be an absolute and horrendous waste of resources no (laughs) we need way more things in this game than something like that uh hug a pug why do you think bungie made it such a uh that completing an endgame activity like Pit of Heresy grants a larger amount of experience for the first completion of the week and much smaller amends for following completions. Do you think maybe lowering the amount of experience for the first completion of the week but keeping the same amount of experience for subsequent completions uh, for a more even leveling experience? I don't know. I don't have a strong opinion on this. Just put a spectrum on it. If you get a good chunk of experience for a raid or a dungeon and you want to run that all week, and go for it. Go for it, Turbo. I don't give a frick. It just shouldn't be absurd to where you could run a Lost Sector all day and get more XP than somebody else running endgame stuff. It should be on a spectrum. The debuff thing, I don't think it's needed if you give good XP levels. The debuff would only be needed if you're getting, like, a high amount from a Lost Sector. Well, then somebody would just run back and forth in Trossland, right? If you're giving what what's considered reasonable amounts... That's fine. If somebody wants to blitz and speedrun dungeon all week, that's fine. What are they doing now? They're grabbing bounties and hanging out in lost sectors. That's probably even a better... I would say that's a better testimony of what leveling should look like is somebody grinding endgame content, you know? Melodic Gamer. Should weekly bounties be a little bit more streamlined? Using the example of the obelisk bounties with precision bow kills on Cabal or rapid kills with a scout rifle, shouldn't the weekly bounties for the seasonal activity be more related to the activity? This is where I believe the obelisk bounties were a misstep, and I have a video on this. I believe when you grab two bounties from, like, let's use the EDZ as an example. Two weeklies. One weekly should pertain to the planet, the other weekly should pertain to the sundial. So you grab your eight weeklies, and you gotta just do activities on the EDZ for the one right and then the other one's like do such and such in the sundial so then you go to each individual planet and you're just doing stuff you can have your buddies with you it doesn't matter you're you know you're just you're getting that weekly done on the four planets and then once you're done with that you have four that you can work on in the sundial i do think they need retooled a little bit the the way they're built is odd i'm vex like i'm killing all these vex and scorn and rabbit hits with scouts i i don't know i don't know who cooked up the obelisk weeklies but they're super weird i think maybe they didn't want us to be so heavy in the sundial initially they wanted to be kind of a build up where you're doing lots of other things and you're slowly building up the obelisks and then you're slowly building up your season pass and then you slowly get to the point where you're running sundial a lot i think they wanted it to be like spaced out like that they didn't want you to be in the sundial all day, every day from moment one because you'd get burned out on the activity too early. They want you to get burned out on the activity. Trust me. They want you to get to a point where 
oh my gosh, I'm playing, I'm so sick of this, and then it goes away and you don't really care. You don't want to feel that in the first month. Right now, a lot of people that have been grinding like crazy have admittedly been waiting for Legend Sundial or 92 on the season pass to go grind Sundial. I would consider that a very, very good structure because then you're doing lots of other random things to level up the obelisk and that dynamic and diverse experience keeps things feeling a little bit fresh. But I do think the structure of the bounties could have been a little bit more like half of them have you on the planet's the other half have you in the sundial but it's 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 whatever eventually you're going to get to the point where you're in the sundial a lot anyway so you're going to get there it's a you know it's a lot of time left in the season executioner to go with mtash question from before because of power creep issues and always trying to outperform previous weapons do you think crucible should be set up like cod like you have five to six weapons in each class auto smg scout with a handful of weapon perks to choose from for each weapon that way you can control meta better Listen, I know you guys mean well when you type up suggestions like this, and I love that your brain goes to like, let's go to a tweaked, balanced crucible, but people would hate this. Destiny has been around for too long and has been too loot-based and role-based and and loadout-based to start restricting it like that. If you want Halo with set loadouts and set guns, then go play Halo, right? Don't try to turn this into another game. Anytime you try and rip the the space magic or the guns or the rolls or the overpowered stuff out of Crucible, you're ripping Destiny out of the Crucible, and it doesn't work. D2 Vanilla launched, double primary, slow movement, not abilities-based, and people freaking hated it. Anytime you're going to move the pendulum toward that to a stripped-down, curated loadout, you know, like preset weapons people would hate it they would i don't think it would work i get where you're coming from i don't think it would be a success i think it would fail which is ultimately why i don't think it's the right call so if you want that kind of combat there are games that offer stripped down set loadout arena style combat destiny's not that game commander psych do you want d3 to be a direct sequel uh, or make it like, wow, call it Destiny Universe, new stuff, new story, and bring all exotics from previous games and some other stuff. I don't have a strong opinion here. I think a whole new story would be great. Leave everything behind except for like your triumphs and your titles that you earned and whole new game, whole new world, whole new guns, you know, with our with our guardians, right? I think it'd be fine. Either one would be fine with me, honestly because I love Destiny so if they brought back a bunch of stuff and it was called Destiny Universe and all the planets were bigger but still there like I could go to the Cosmodrome and it was like this huge place with like remnants of the old what it felt like in D1 but it's obviously way bigger because it's a new game hopefully on dedicated servers and a new engine well then yeah I would be fine with that too I, I, you could go both ways and I'd be happy the guy with gun do you think that every season should have bounties like the cookies for the casual players to have a chance to catch up in the season pass um Probably, I'm probably fine with this. Front-loading the season is totally fine. Uh, it's a, probably a smart call. If you look at the season pass, it's very, very front-heavy. Um, levels one, levels one through twenty are just jam-packed, and then through thirty, still pretty full. Forty starts to thin out. Halfway mark, it just really thins out. Right, way less stuff, especially on the free track. Right, it's front-heavy. It's front-heavy on purpose because more people come and check it out and play in greater numbers those first couple of weeks and if they always have a fond memory of getting dope stuff leveling up those little dopamine injections of bling 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 I'm getting stuff I'm opening a box I'm getting an an ornament I'm getting a gun I'm getting a this they're more likely to come back next season and drop the 10 and play for a couple weeks again like I think the front heavy nature of the of, of the content is a smart play irregular pentagon to go one further on your slot leveling idea how about they scrap the vault Uh, and clicking on a slot opens a menu that contains everything you own in the slot I think the challenge with that would be probably database right now when you go into the ornamental mod section on armor it gets real like hitchy laggy I could see them trying to do something like this in the next game this game right now is struggling uh, with that kind of stuff especially on on console so not a bad idea probably not something they can implement though scalf how long do you see Destiny 2's lifespan being Uh, up to September of 2021 is what I think I think next year, we can now say that, we're in 2020, I think next year we get Destiny 3. I think this game is going to enter its final year in September of this year, 2020. We'll get 
a Return to the Dreadnought, Savathun, and then we'll get another, you know, three seasons after that, and then that'll be it for Destiny 2. The Incognito Creeper. Now the sidearms have gotten a buff. What do you think about their viability overall? I personally have seen them performing a lot better since the buff. You're probably more knowledgeable than I am. Also, uh, would you say that, as Error put it in one of his videos, Breachlight is the new recluse? People are really split on Breachlight. I don't use it as much as I probably should. I've been too bounty focused, and you can't really... It's It doesn't get any legs in Sundial because... The sundial setup with champion mods and the guns that you can use champion mods with is kind of stupid, honestly. You gotta use scouts, pulses, or bows, which those don't feel that great in there, and you know, so I've not been using it a lot. I I liked it when I used it. It felt good, and I think it looks sexy. As far as sidearms go, uh, I think they're great. I think they feel solid. Um, I think their their limited range um, keeps them from being too strong in PvE. I really like mine here with Rampage, Feeding Frenzy, and Ricochet rounds. Um, I just If it had a range masterwork, it'd have been perfect. Uh, yeah, I like this thing. This thing's saucy. It feels good. But the fact that it can't run champion mods and the fact that it's got limited range, I don't use it all that much. Um, I don't use it all that much. It's super, super saucy in the right places. Unfortunately, Sundial's the best place for it because everything's really close. And sadly it can't run any of the champion mods so it gets shelved a lot um they re- they need to rethink champion mods they really do champion mods should be available on every primary every primary uh as well as exotic primaries and what they should be doing week to week to motivate you to try different loadouts is modifiers this week uh bows and sidearms are stronger against champions in sundial so you might try a bow or a sidearm that week with your champion mods but if you don't feel like running a bow or a sidearm you can run an auto rifle an smg a hand cannon whatever the frick primary you want and they can run the champion mods you 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 don't i think that's the route they should be going modifiers should be should be pushing you towards trying a different loadout week to week. I'm going to get sick to freaking death running a bow at the end of this season. I'm going to get tired of it. Because it's the whole season. If I want to do Unstoppable, because the anti-barrier guys, we kill them so fast, you don't need anti-barrier in Sundial if you hit them with a bunch of heavy. And since you're resetting your 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 heavy um, ammo every encounter, it's usually pretty easy just to burn down the anti-barriers. It's the unstoppable guys that mainly need to be taken down. I'm going to get tired of running a scout or a bow every week if I run Sundial. If you want us to do different guns and try different loadouts, universalize the champion mods so they work on every primary, including exotics, and then week to week, change the mods in the sundial mode so that I feel an incentive to, oh, this week I'm going to try a pulse or I'm going to try an auto rifle. It's getting a buff this week in the sundial against champions. And that is an incentive to change your loadout, not like a restriction to change your loadout. Right now it's a restriction. It's like, dude, if I want to run a champion mod, I got to run these guns, you know? So I would I would love to see that change, especially because exotics are just getting shelved again. They're getting shelved again. I don't have to run an exotic. I don't have to run an exotic heavy in Sundial. I can run a sword. I can run a grenade launcher. I can run that new linear fusion. They all feel really good in there against the bosses. So I would be freed up to run like a Mida um, or a Graviton Lance, but I don't run them because they can't run champion mods. So... Incognito Creeper says, dumb question, forgive me, but are the Charge with Light mods sticking around after the season ends? It, they did indicate that those are becoming a standard thing, yes. Uh, real question is, how do we get some of your ideas in front of Bungie to see? Love the way you think. Um, They watch my content, so you know, they've done a lot of, they've done a lot of things that we've suggested here. That's not like me putting a feather in my cap, but a lot of what we talk about here is gleaned from conversations on Reddit forums, you guys in the chat, Twitter. It's a really, really good think tank here. And I think they've, I think they've pulled ideas directly from here, directly from here. Like, I don't know, a variable fire, (laughs) a variable fire rate, uh, fast firing scout, man, that was a weird idea that I outlined like for months and then we got an exotic just like that you know what I'm saying like I think they I think they listen I think this is a really good think tank here that they've pulled ideas from I'm pretty confident in that that's not me being like haha they listen to me I'm so smart we've come up with some really solid ideas here as a community just the slot leveling idea that wasn't my idea you know that was somebody from the audience that I and then I put it out there um so 
Thog Red Rum. Do you think XP should be added into bounties of the actual objective? For example, get X amount of XP in strikes. Would this help people play strikes how they want instead of being forced to kill specific enemies or use certain weapons? Yeah, see, this is where I do think they're trying to have you try out weapons. Look at a lot of look, look at a lot of the bounties this season, and you can see it. It's a lot of bow, scout, and pulse. Why are they doing that? A bow, a scout, and a pulse are the main primaries on the artifact for the champion mods. So they're trying to funnel you towards those weapons to try them out. Again, instead of doing it in a restrictive way, if you want to do these bounties, you got to use scouts and bows and pulses. You could say get kills get precision kills that's generic enough and then oh what's what's buffed in strikes this week oh scouts are getting a buff in strikes cool i'll try this new scout out that i got an incentive to run a scout not like a restriction oh if you want to do any of these bounties yeah you got to go through bows scouts oh and linear fusions too that's another one that's showing up a lot this season they definitely I, listen, I want to say that was thoughtful. It, it it was thoughtful. Bungie said, okay, the artifacts theme is linear fusion, scouts, bows, and pulses. So every time you're grabbing bounties from Shax or the Gunsmith or Ava, it's all it's all over the place. It's scouts, linear fusions, pulses, and bows. That's great, right? That's great. But it's kind of like, I don't want to run those weapons all season, man. Y- week to week, maybe, right? week to week maybe but I don't want to do that all season I'm getting tired of running scouts now but if week to week I was going into strikes and I knew while I'm in here I need to get crit kills grenade kills uh, hive kills vex kills whatever kills and I'm using a bow this week and a pulse the next week and a sidearm this week because week to week they're buffing different weapons in certain activities that's a far better way to get people to change their loadout because you can ignore it and do just fine if you don't feel like running a scout you can just ignore the buff you don't have to do it you know would going to a summit mess with your content because since you would potentially know the change is coming you wouldn't be able to have these kind of talks I don't, I don't want to dress up me not getting invited to summits with some positive silver lining. <laughs> That's not why. That's not why they're not bringing me out. <laughs> Somebody somewhere said not him. Somebody somewhere said it. And I'm not, I'm, I'm not on the good list anymore. And that happens. That happens with developers. And it's out of your control. It's completely out of your control. It's happened to other people. And then all of a sudden, they're, they're in like Flynn. And everyone loves them, you know? We've talked about this before. It happened with gigs. I remember when I was coming up in the directory and people were irritated as all get out that he wasn't getting a community focus and that, you know, Bungie ignored him for years. And then all of a sudden he was one of their favorites. I, I don't know why or who or what happened. I have theories and that's all I have as to why suddenly I was on the unwanted list. It's not because of my content though. No, I refuse because they would just DM me and say that. Look, man, we'd have you out, but blah, 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 your content, blah, 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 blah. And I'd be like, guys, it's fine. It's, you know, it's, it's in a good spirit as to why they haven't brought me out yet. And so I used to play nice and dress it up and say, you know, they get more bang for their buck bringing out Datto and Slayer because their YouTubes are bigger and it's a capture event. They don't get a big bang for their buck for me because I don't have a very big YouTube channel. I used to dress it up and, and, and try and spin it in a positive light, but I'm kind of freaking done doing that. Uh, Captain Lolamar, do people just ignore uh, Wish's arguments regarding PvP because of uh, his toxic wording at times? I feel he's one of the most vocal people out there that argue for change and people just jump on the hate bandwagon people jump on the hate bandwagon because they're tribalistic and they're not positive like I went on a big rant about that the people the people that took him to task and subtweeted and insulted him and said he was toxic and deserved to get blocked by Dylan those people in the grand irony are the toxic backbiting cognitive dissonance not positive people it's not positive to do that Just because you voice your criticism and you swear a bunch, that's not toxicity. Toxicity is stoking the mob, being tribalistic, labeling people, insulting people, subtweeting about people, getting your followers to like agree with you and create lines in the sand. That's toxic. He doesn't do that. 
He doesn't attack. He doesn't go out of his way to, in- to attack and insult other people. He has not been like that for years. People use people use lies about him because there was the Dames of Destiny stream it got lied about it Bife made a video, it was full of inaccuracies and lies, and everybody used that video to harass Wish and call him all these terrible things, and it was all fake it was all lies, to the point that when him and Bife buried the hatchet, Bife took the video down, and those two became friends that actually happened on my podcast there was a Skype call before that podcast that I was kind of worried wasn't going to go too well where they where they buried the hatchet and at the end of that Skype call they were geeking out and laughing about Starcraft and stuff I had no idea what they were talking about I never watched Starcraft competitive they became like buddies but nobody sees that people cling to their ideas of of person of, of a person being right of a, of a person being toxic because of a clip from four years ago like somebody's bringing up oh we called broman goth and t-rex blah 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 yeah and they all buried the hatchet and he played with them repeatedly during d1 that was that grudge was never held it was never held but this is what people do okay they decide that a person is bad and they don't allow for them to change why because people are sinister manipulative lying hypocrites they're frauds they paint themselves as this patron of positivity and this herald of good things it's all a lie it's all fake it's because it's good for business right and then the minute something like that happens nobody watched his video nobody watched his stream for the last six months or his twitter feed they decided that he's toxic he makes a video where he gets mad and he swears and they're like what a toxic piece of garbage what an idiot what a douche what an a-hole and it's like do you hear yourself right now how is that positivity how How is that positivity? It's the, that's why I said it's a cognitive dissonance. These people don't see it because they're fakes and they're phonies. And when you're putting on a fake air of positivity and you're altruistic, all their altruism is advantageous altruism. It's for their benefit and their good. Okay. And then you see their true colors when stuff like this happens, right? They did the same thing to Jay Scubby when those guys harassed Scubby with that raid and they got him all wound up and they were harassing him in his chat and he banned a bunch of them. They took a 10 second clip, they made it look like Jay Scubby banned people for raiding him and then all the leaders in the Destiny community jumped on it took chunks out of Jay Scubby and called him names and said all this terrible stuff. All you do is continue to isolate somebody and make them feel unwanted and it puts a bigger chip on their shoulder and nobody, even after they realized they got debated and misled, None of those people came back and apologized. Why? Because they are scum. In the background, in the quiet rooms, and in the shadows, they're scum. They're liars and scum. They hurt people. They backbite. They betray. They push people down. They get them marked for exclusion. They get them blacklisted. It happened to people right in front of me. It's happened to me privately. And then it happens to Wish publicly. Okay? People have just gotten wiser and smarter about not really jumping in with the crowd anymore because they know, they know exactly what's going to happen. They know people are going to call them out about being toxic. So a lot of the bigger dogs stay out of the fight now but most of the lower rank and file streamers content creators podcasters bloggers whatever they're all freaking frauds when they do this they wait for the chance to hurt somebody and nail them to the wall and call them names because deep down they're actually the toxic ones and that's why they take advantage of these opportunities to virtue signal and to do advantageous altruism because it makes them look good they're campaigning for the fact that they're good because they're not not okay and i stayed quiet about it for a really long time but i'm sick of it like what happened to wish was freaking bogus it was bogus it was a rant video that's all he did he didn't call out anybody specifically he kind of did about another streamer but it wasn't in a malicious way he was like you can't commentate on comp if you're not playing comp right But again, it doesn't matter. This is what happens when people try to improve. I've been in therapy for 20 months and people still don't give me the time of day because they don't care if you're trying to improve and get better. People label, put you in a category, and they leave you there because they're the toxic ones. Wish is a completely different person than he was four, four years ago, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They don't, look, they don't watch his content. They don't see him talking about the cheaters day in, day out, making videos, making tweets. They don't see any of that. They wait, and as soon as there's a rant video, they're like, well, now's my chance. Here we go. Let's get this guy. Let's rip him to shreds. Because they're frauds. 
it's all fake it's all fake I've seen it I've seen it since moment one I saw it in the backgrounds and I saw it on the public they don't they don't wait nobody waits to measure nobody waits to think it's like yay positivity and then they just lambaste people they wait they wait they wait milliseconds to do it the real ones don't do that there's plenty of people in the destiny community that do not do that they don't throw in with the hate trains they don't throw in with the toxicity they might not even like wish but they don't throw in because they're just like that's not how i want to use my platform those are the people that are real and genuine all the people that throw in with this with the toxicity and the insulting and the and the and the th- hurling of insults a lot of them a lot of them are have become irrelevant in the community so there's a lot of bitterness there and also a lot of them got popular by doing that sort of thing like creating this ne- almost like negative positivity where they draw lines in the sand and they h- try to hurt other people and they've gotten to that position so they got to kind of like maintain that status quo of like oh yeah that guy's toxic and it's like because he made a rant video like it it was absurd nothing he said was was any was any more extreme than any of the rants we've seen from the Fortnite guys you know what I'm saying None of, nothing and then one of the reasons it really ticked me off was because it creates this dichotomous tribalism where there were people that saw his video that agreed with him. They're like, it is terrible. I have stopped playing. The matchmaking, the team balancing, it's awful. And then you see him get blocked, and then you see him get lambasted and called names, and what does it do? It creates tribalism and a mob mentality, and that's why the people that initiate that fight and that spark, they're the toxic ones. You can make a video and get angry. That in and of itself is not toxic. Targeting a person and insulting a person and creating mob mentality tribalism, that, that is toxic. And they're leveraging that for clicks and impression farming because they are frauds and phonies. And the goldfish short-term memory of the internet won't remember in six months. And they'll be like, I love that guy. He's such a beacon of positivity. And I'm like, yeah, well, no, he's actually scum, but okay. So, there's my answer. Thog Red Rum. When do you think Gambit or Gambit Prime will be merged or changed? Also off topic, what do you think of Netflix Witcher? (laughs) I've not seen Netflix Witcher. Um, That is not happening anytime soon. We were told for the duration of the next year, Prime and regular Gambit were going to coexist. But eventually they'll get funneled into one, probably maybe September. You know, so... RCNA. Do you think weapon frames should be the way to farm weapons going forward? I feel Bungie did a great job. People don't agree with me on this, but I think weapon frames are great because they're good for everybody. They're good for the person that wants the absolute perfect, godly, excellent role, and it's good for the casual player. It scales down very, very well. Just dumping old fashioned and the you know Hawthorne shotgun and stuff, just dumping those into the general loot pool isn't helpful. It, I, be- I believe that those pieces of loot are wasted because there is no way to, to get them. They don't really help anybody. To the hardcore that wants a god tier role in the old fashioned, it's like there's no way to get it. And to the casual player, you might not see one for weeks. And I know Paul Tassi pushed back and he was like, that pool needed some love. Okay, put him in that loot pool so it is exciting when you're running a lost sector and an old fashioned drops. I don't want to take away from that. I'll admit that is pretty exciting when you pick one up in the wild and check it. I- I'm not saying take that away, but you get more capital out of the guns for casuals and hardcores alike if it's a frame because you can just grind for it and people are like I don't want every gun to be a frame why not why why is that harmful it, where where in destiny's history have you grinded like crazy or really celebrated a random world drop almost never most of the people that tell you stories about their god rolls or their celebratory moments are moments like fatebringer galahorn vex mythoclast grinding for a grasp of a lot grinding for a fatebringer you know what i'm saying these are moments we remember because we're grinding for them dust rock blues well but dust rock blues you could grind a lost sector for so that's not a great example you knew lost sectors you could go to grind for it. And that'd be fine. Throw the old-fashioned or Hawthorne shotgun into a lost sector. That'd be fine, too. That's close to a frame. At least I know where to go. You know what I'm saying? Like, that... I think you... Again, I think you get more capital out of it. You got a handful of weapons. What are you going to do with them? Oh, just throw them in the general world loot pool. What? If you added frames to Shaxx and Zavala, casuals and hardcores could have enjoyed that 
alike. That's a broad spectrum of player. That's a broad and well-received value point. You see what I'm saying? It's You get way more capital out of a couple of weapons. What'd they bring back? Uriel's Gift, Last Hope, Old Fashioned, Hawthorne Shotgun, and there was one more. Frick. Let's just go with those four. Two weapons at Shaxx, two weapons at Zavala. We know you guys have been asking for an NPC update. Here's a small one. You know, they had gotten way more capital out of those guns. Now they're just in the dadgum world loot pool. I saw Uriel's gift the other day and I was like, holy frick, that's the first one I've seen. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, the Aletha uh, fusion rifle. Thank you. I knew there was a, I knew there was a fifth one. There might be a sixth that I'm forgetting. Um, oh yeah, the rocket launcher, the, 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 the Moss Depok or whatever. Yeah, 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 there is. There's six. See, six. They could have done two to three at each NPC. I, you know, or lost sector specific. Exactly. That'd have been totally fine too. Or, I, it, hey, oh, adventure specific. Nobody runs adventures when the flashpoint's around. Here's a reason to. We're going to rotate those new guns in those adventures. So you have a reason to run adventures on the different flashpoints. The adventure content's actually pretty good and nobody, nobody really touches it. The, the adventures on the Tangled Shore are the are the barren fights. Those are great. Like those adventures could conclude and be dropping those new guns. And again, that would just create uh, a, a lane that more people could get in. And again, I believe I'm going to keep coming back to it. You get way more capital out of guns having um, a specific or intentional grind versus having them just dropping in the general loop pool. That's six weapons. Oh no, there's a seventh. The Terran Wind, which is a static roll grenade launcher. I don't know why the frick they put that in the general loop pool. The Terran Wind is in there too. I don't know why you took seven guns and just dumped them in the whirlpool. Like they're just, they're not achieving anything. That to me is wasted bandwidth. Somebody tested those weapons, tested their random rolls and got them ready to go and you just threw them in the general loop pool. Like, What? Why? And why is the Terran Wind in there? Like, they would have gotten more out of that. If you're going to take bandwidth and create, test, and update guns, put them somewhere. Put them somewhere. Would be my feedback. So, that was a spicy meatball. That was a really, really good q and I'm not going to shut the stream down. If you're here and you've enjoyed this, we'll keep discussing. I, there's some more questions I'll answer, but I do want to cut this for the podcast. If you enjoyed this, click follow and turn on notifications. Love the Destiny community and all the interaction we've been having lately. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at saynotorage.com. As always, please like, share, and subscribe.